Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Choosing Happiness podcast. My name is Caitlin Olivas, and I'm your host. And this is a podcast where I interview those that have influenced me and inspired me in my, my life and reminded me that happiness is a choice and that despite the trials that we go through, that we can always remember to choose happiness when we need to. And yeah, and this week I was able to sit down with my roommate, Tessa, and interview her. And this was the first time I've ever done an interview in someone's bed, so that was fun. So if you hear a wrestling around, don't be alarmed. It's just us moving. And I really enjoyed the conversation I had with her. We talked about how we need to let our emotions, like, be felt. And that's not a bad thing. And I really just love Tessa's perspective on life. And we have a lot of similar views, and I just hope you all enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. Hello, hello, everyone. Uh, today I'm sitting down with my cute roommate, Tessa. I'll have her introduce herself. Okay. Um, so my name is Tessa. I am a junior at BYU. Caitlin and I met in the MTC. So we were in the same zone, not the same district, and got to know each other briefly. Um, then I actually met her family while I was on my mission by random coincidence, and then she came to BYU, and after a year of being here, we ended up moving in together. And it's gone well. <laughs> We're having a good time. Um, I am studying elementary education, really enjoying it. Uh, I moved a lot when I was a kid, when I was in elementary school, and then my family settled in Texas when I was seven. Been there ever since. Um, I have three sisters, and I served my mission in San Diego at the Mormon Battalion Historic Site, Spanish-speaking, and that was great as well. Awesome. Thank you. I think that was the most detailed introduction <laughs> I've had yet. This is what I want all the time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, some other introductory questions. Describe yourself in three words. Okay. Um, I would say organized. Um, nice. Yes. And, hmm, maybe spiritual. It's a big part of my life. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. What is <laughs> your favorite or most used emoji? Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's the laughing, crying one. I did have a stint of using the smiley face with the tongue sticking out, but I've heard that means yum, and that's not always what I intend, so I'm kind of backing off right now. <laughs> that's why I laughed, because that's what I thought of. <laughs> but yeah, the crying laughing is like kind of replacing my ha-ha and texting. Classic. Yeah. Um, and then do you have any life mottos or mantras or like quotes that you just are inspired by? Not one that's like super ingrained in my life, mm -hmm. I would say. Okay, no worries. Um, okay, how do you define happiness? Okay, happiness. Um, maybe just like the state of being content with what circumstance your life is in. Like whatever is going on in your life, around you, and with yourself, you're like okay with it. Mm -hmm. And it's, yeah, and you can move forward. How have you found to be able to do that? Because um, it's easier said than done. Yeah. No, and I don't think, I wouldn't attribute, like, my happiness solely to the things that I do. Mm -hmm. Although that's, like, really important. Mm -hmm. 
um, like having habits that are things that make you happy, but I also think like having people in your life that help you is a big part of being happy as well. Yeah. And that makes me think of my dad got me that happiness planner mm-hmm. for Christmas. So I'm on day like 70 something of 100. Oh, and wow. yeah. And so at the beginning it had me list like things that make me happy, mm-hmm. how often I want to do it. Mm-hmm. And things that make me unhappy and, like, if those things are in my control, like, if I can take those things out of my life. Mm -hmm. And I think that, um, I think self-reflection is another thing that I'm noticing is helping with Mm -hmm. happiness. Because, like, something I really liked in that journal is that at the end of the week, you, first thing you do is, like, rate yourself on a scale of certain qualities. Then you list the highs and then you list the lows. And so I review my week and I always have way more highs than lows. And it makes me happy to be like, oh, so many awesome things happened this week. Like, and when you realize that and you notice like God's hand in your life or like people who did nice things for you or things that just went your way, like, I think that makes you happier as well. And I think it's funny kind of because in the moment, like the bad things are the ones that are like ruin your day. Yeah. And especially what happens at the beginning of the day is just a bad day. Yeah. Afterwards. But then looking back, you're like, oh. There are so many other good things that happen that you just kind of forget the bad things. Totally. And I think that happens a lot when I talk to my parents on the phone. They're like, how was your week? And I'm like, good. And then I start to tell them about, like, this hard time, like, from a few weeks ago. And they're like, why did you say all your weeks are good? And I was like, oh, I forget that the bad things happen because I don't like to focus on them that much. Yeah. So yeah. that's interesting. Um, Kind of going back to what you said in the beginning is that, Happiness isn't always dependent on what you do, but also, like, the people that you have in your life. Yeah. What are some things, though, that you do, like, habits that you do that you, I guess, help ground you? Yeah. Um, I think, for one, the fact that I'm studying something that I really enjoy helps. So, for example, like, I just finished my practicum, and for all of the month of March, instead of, like, going to classes at BYU... I went to an elementary school I was in first grade. And so I was pretty much doing, to a lesser extent, but I was, like, getting to be a part of what I will do as my career for every day. And because I enjoyed it, I think that made me so happy. So that's an awesome thing. And even, like, my classes at BYU and I'm learning um, about these things and about children and, like, strategies that I'll use to teach, that makes me really happy because I just get excited about what I'm going to do. So I think that's one thing, just, like, pursuing something that you enjoy mm-hmm. and that you're interested in learning more about. Um, I think, too, for me, I think I'm more extroverted than introverted, and so I love doing things with other people. Yeah. And Tessa's hardly alone. <laughs> <laughs> and if she is, she's watching Netflix. <laughs> it's interesting to, like, get your perspective on that, too. Because, like, if especially, like, there's – like roommates I love y'all and it's so fun being around you and then like people who I don't see as often when I get to spend time with them like people from my study abroad or people from my mission or Mm -hmm. old roommates it just makes me so happy to spend time with people Mm -hmm. and usually that's what gives me energy Mm -hmm. so personally um especially when they're people who you can like talk to them and they tell you how they feel about you Mm mm-hmm that is something that, like, puts me on cloud nine. Like, when someone tells me 
the good qualities they notice in me because a lot of them are things that you might think about yourself to some degree, but you would never say it about yourself, really. Yeah. Um, or like even the cashier at Winco today was so nice to me. Like he just was like, Oh, I can tell you'll be a great teacher. And like, you're so nice. I can just see it in you. And so I think putting myself around people who will do things like that for me has like totally, it's something that probably makes me happier than like a lot of other things. And then on like the spiritual side, um, if I'm like not doing well in like my scripture study and prayer, I'm not, like, having a horrible life or anything. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not, like, everything's going wrong. But whenever I'm actually, like, digging deep into those things, then that's, like, when you feel, like, the spirit, and that confirms, like, God's love for you. And that you're important in everything, and that's, like, really the most important happiness that you can have. Yeah. Those are some big things, I guess. I like them. I like them a lot. (laughs) Um... And then I guess the other part is, like, the friends that you surround yourself with. Yeah. How, I mean, picking friends is, like, a weird thing. You're just, like, in a crowd of people, you're like, oh, I like this person. I'm going to hang out with them. Yeah. But I guess, like, I guess, how did you find yourselves with, like, good friends that, like, uplift you rather than being with people that don't? Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's something I've kind of thought about recently that's interesting. Is that, well, like, so, honestly, like, the people who become your friends, I don't feel like it's so much you pick them Mm because they're your favorite, but that they're the people who, for whatever reason, you're spending time with them, Mm -hmm. and, like, you you will, like, pick the ones you like better than others. Yeah. But, like, for me, my, my really closest friends are, like, who was in my ward back home, or who I've lived with or people I served with, or people I met in class, or whatever, you know, so you're in a circumstance where you're seeing them frequently, Mm -hmm. and then if you like them enough, they become your friend, but I think, I haven't thought about necessarily your question before, but I think part of it is, one, like, try to be a good friend yourself, Mm -hmm. and be nice, and then people, and you're just one of, like, the best friends ever, because you're just so nice to everyone, (laughs) and so loving. Okay, so Caitlin is a perfect example of people I was talking about that make you feel good. (laughs) But, like, so, so for example, like, being in in Texas, being one of the only members of the church in my grade, Uh although there might be people who felt kind of, like, against the church, no one was going to come to me and be mean because of my personality. True. And so I think, like, just the way you act towards people is, like, a huge thing to attract people who are going to be nice to you as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just, like, pursuing those things. Like, my roommate in Spain is so nice to me and, like, such a cool person mm-hmm. that, like, when we come back to school, I want to spend time with her. When we're back in Utah, I want to, like, reach out to her and do things with her to maintain that. Yeah. So also, like, effort on your part, but... Yeah. Kind of like the golden rule. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Yeah. Or, I guess, like, a lot of... Well, other people say, like, if you put out good energy to the world, like, you'll get that good energy back. Yeah, yeah. And I, like, don't see myself as a shining beacon example of that, but I think I'm nice enough that, like, it, it people treat me well. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're a good example of that. <laughs> um, okay, what are some things in your life that make you happy? And they can be, like, the littlest of things. Or big things. Um, I like to read... So it's fun when I can do that. I was like, 
You read children's books. I know. Right now, I am in a children's literature class, and I've read a ton of short books. But it's been fun. Um, But just, like, kind of a lot at once. But, like, in theory, fun. (laughs) Um, I, like I said, I really like spending time with people and, like, feeling appreciated by them. Um, I like, when I find, like, a show I really enjoy that, like, makes me laugh a lot. Just, like, enjoying watching that. Um, I love being with, like, so the being with the kids in my practicum and everything, like, when they would say hilarious things or when they, like, said that they thought I was a good teacher or something. That, Mm -hmm. like, made me really happy. Um, and honestly, like, just being, I just, I've I've really enjoyed life at BYU. Mm Mm-hmm. Being a college student and, like, learning about tons of interesting things I wouldn't have known otherwise. Yeah. And just being surrounded by tons of people. Yeah. That, like that. uplift me. Yeah. yeah. Um, Kind of going off of what you said about the children. Yeah. So I was on Twitter the other day. I'm rarely on Twitter. <laughs> and if I do, I just look at, like, my notifications super quick and then I get off because I don't really understand it. But um, I follow Hank Smith. And he he tweets a lot, a lot of spiritual things. And one thing he said was, little children don't worry much about their happiness, yet they are the happiest people on earth. They enjoy what they're doing and who they're with. Maybe Christ's commandment to become as a child is less about being obedient and humble and more about being happy with life. And so what you said about, like, the kids... Yeah. In your practicum, just being, like, so happy and just saying, like, the funniest of things. Mm-hmm. It just reminded me of that quote and how, like, to children, like, life is just so simple. Like, yeah. they wake up and they go to school and they play with their friends. And they come home and do homework and, like, hang out with their family and laugh and play and and go to bed and then repeat. Yeah. And it's really, like, when we break it down to the little simple things in life yeah. that we do that's what makes us like the happiest yeah I I feel like one of the things that like like repeatedly has made me unhappy in my life is unhappy yeah sorry yeah unhappy that's fine is um (laughs) (laughs) is like not giving myself any credit I guess like Mm -hmm. when I make a mistake (coughs) and I feel like, I can't forgive myself for that. Or I'm, like, I think of all the ways I could have apprehended that and avoided it. <laughs> I, like, I've had trouble with that. Like, being able to forgive myself for, like, even, even like, small things. I'm, like, oh, like if I had thought about it old. this way, like, I could have not done that. And so last semester I did research for my advanced writing class on growth mindset and, like, how teachers should teach growth mindset and how it's being taught incorrectly and stuff. So mm-hmm. we want, like, kids. What is growth mindset for Yes, yeah, that's a great idea. (laughs) So growth mindset and fixed mindset are kind of like the two sides. This is Carol Dweck, like, came up with this. Um, And she, so fixed mindset is whenever you see, like, your abilities as fixed. So, for example, it's common for kids to say, I'm bad at math. Like, Mm -hmm. that's the way it is. I'm just bad at it. And then, like, this is what I'm good at. Like, I'm good at Mm -hmm. reading and writing or something. Um, I do that all the time still. Oh, yeah, and, like, with lots of things even outside of school. Um, and then so growth mindset is when you know that you can improve, and it's based more on effort rather than, like, talent. Mm-hmm. 
And so you want to encourage growth mindset in your kids. So you want them in like a big thing is, is seeing the value of mistakes. So that like mistakes aren't like failure, but there's something to lead you to success. Mm -hmm. and just like you learn more like your brain makes more connections like this has been studied when you make a mistake than okay. whenever you get a right answer makes you sense. learn more so you want to help kids know that like if they work harder then they'll do better and if they work smarter then they'll do better and and that mistakes aren't a horrible thing mm -hmm. they, can, they can like move on from it and so like I've ever since I started thinking about that, I focused in, I've noticed it more in like conference talks and stuff like that. And I'm working on applying it to myself. Mm -hmm. So that's like some way that I'm trying to overcome what I said is makes me unhappy. Cause honestly, like if you make a mistake, you, it's more likely you're not going to make that mistake again because it yeah. stood out to you. Like, okay, now I know not to do it. Um, and so that's something I'm working on. Like, okay, maybe this mistake I made cost me time or gave me a worse grade or it cost me money, but now I'm going to take that as something valuable to learn from. Mm -hmm. Like, don't blame myself for it. Mm -hmm. Learn from it and just move forward. So I think I'm actually doing better in, in that. Good. And it's been good to, like, identify that as a problem too. So. No, oh, I like that. That's really cool. Anyways, the quote you said and everything made me think of that. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. Because cool. kids, like, I'm okay, while you were talking, I was thinking of this girl in my practicum class who, like, if she was in just certain days, she could cry, like, at the drop of a hat. But she'd get over it really fast and then be happy. And so I was thinking of her, like, even if she's sad about something, she can move past it. Mm. Yeah. That's really cool. I like that. And it just makes me think that, like, it's okay to feel emotions. Like, we have emotions, yes. obviously, for a reason. Yes. But as long as we don't, like, let our emotions, like, overpower us for a long period of time, it's okay if, like, they are, like, kind of in power for a brief period. Yeah. But as long as, like, we can move past them and be like, this is okay, like, this happened and I can move on, I think that's when we can grow. Okay, totally agree. Love that. Like, I feel like that's something I learned about on my mission mm -hmm. in terms of myself and then, like, when I became a leader in terms of whoever I was over and, like, yeah. trying to help so, like, frantically. Yeah. I'll give the creds to Sister Woods, my site director's wife, because she was, like, all about feeling your feelings mm -hmm. and, like, talking about it. And I totally noticed with companions and everything the difference it made when you would be willing to talk to someone mm -hmm. about the way you felt instead of just being, like – like, for example, there was a sister who was just having negative feelings towards another sister, mm -hmm. and she was, like, oh, just push it down and, yeah. like, that's bad. Uh -huh. I shouldn't think that way. But I saw the benefit in saying, okay, I feel bad that I feel this way. This is how I feel. Mm -hmm. And then, like, come up with ways to get past that. Yeah, and I think in society today, it's like, okay, there's a, such a big divide. At least when I feel like I was growing up, I was kind of taught and raised that, like, you shouldn't necessarily have feelings all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're crying, like, stop crying. Yeah. And move on. Yeah. And I still feel like it's, like, that way today. I mean, I'm not around kids too often to mm -hmm. know. But I think there's also kind of a shift happening where, like, if a kid is crying or something, a parent's not going to be like, stop crying. Yeah. Like, you don't need to cry. Yeah. Or if, like, a kid falls down and hurt themselves, be like, you're okay, because they probably aren't. Like, they're mm -hmm. hurt and they're crying for a reason. Yeah. And just letting them express their feelings, because when they're older, they start to think, like, oh, feelings are bad. I can't express my feelings. Mm -hmm. And then they start to suppress them, and then it's just bad. And I actually read about that in a book I had to read about marriage yeah. by, like, a psychologist. Cool. Yeah, he was like, 
we do that with children all the time. Mm -hmm. You tell them you're like, don't cry, don't be sad, but it is important to like honor those feelings and feel it out and like not just like push past it. Cause I agree. I totally agree. We're kind of like socialized to just like try to push it down and get over it. Mm -hmm. I was listening to an episode, a podcast episode with Dak Shepard and he was Mm -hmm. saying that he was talking with like his friends and stuff and his daughter all of a sudden was just like having this panic attack in, in their house. And he's like, do you need to go take a, take a breather? And she's like, uh-huh. And she like ran off to the other room, cried it out for like three minutes, came back and was super fine. <laughs> he's like, sometimes they just need to release their emotions. Yeah. So yeah, we all need cool. that little time out. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Ooh, I like this conversation. <laughs> um, what are some things that you turn to in hard times? Because um, it's easy to be like, yeah, happiness is a choice when yeah. we're content with ourselves. Yeah. But when we're not. Yeah. Um, so I feel like the first thing I do is talk with people. Because mm-hmm. I'm a talker. <laughs> I really am. Yeah, she is. <laughs> and so I, I mean, there are very few things that I would feel like I need to keep to myself in private Mm -hmm. if it's purely to do with myself then I will open up and talk to people my roommates are an easy one because I'm with them and I like them and then my mom I talk to her about like everything Mm -hmm. and so I feel like that's the first thing is to just like talk about it with someone that makes me feel better usually and if you're talking to the right people then they will be there for you in the way that you need Mm -hmm. um I think, too, I don't know if I do this as well as I'd like, but, like, I think prayer is, like, the first, like, religious path I take. Mm-hmm. Um, Because you're just, like, also talking, but to God, <laughs> who <laughs> can probably alert. do a little bit more for you. <laughs> and just, just, like, when you realize what the atonement can do for you, mm-hmm then like that becomes super powerful and like I I remember on my mission being so frustrated about learning Spanish (laughs) and like feeling like I couldn't share what I had to offer and Mm -hmm. I couldn't help people Mm because I couldn't speak the language and like learning more about the enabling power of the atonement and like how even if like you don't need help overcoming like a big sin or repentance or something which is also important like Christ can help you with the smaller things, Mm -hmm. like me trying to learn Spanish, which isn't, like, that huge of a deal. I mean, it was important, but, like, I felt like that problem was so small in comparison to the people around me. So I was like, I shouldn't be sad about this. Like, even my companion had gone through such hard things in her life. I would say that to her. I'm like, this is nothing compared to you. And she's like, no, but it's so hard for you. Mm -hmm. So anyways, yeah. Just, like, realizing the power that, like, Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ have to offer you mm-hmm. and, like, the understanding that they have about, like, what you're going through and how to help. Yeah. Those are probably the biggest things. And then just, like, doing things that make me happy as well, I think, are awesome things yeah. to, like, like uh, if I'm stressed, if I go to a high-fitness workout class... <laughs> I love it, and I don't think about anything other than, like, the moves I'm doing uh-huh. for an entire hour. And Tessa goes all out. Yeah. Like, there's a, there's always at the end of a high fitness class, there's an arm song, and you have to keep your arms up the entire time. And it sounds easy until 
you do it. And mm. it's one of the hardest things in that class. And Tessa keeps her arms up the entire time. I've never seen her break. <laughs> and I'm just like, how does she do it? It's something that makes me happy, yeah. <laughs> and, like, I just feel motivated and, and it gets my mind off of other things. So that's another thing I didn't think of earlier. That makes me very happy. High fit and yeah. exercising. Yeah. Exercising does make you happy. And uh, and this is just a little plug for exercise. Like, you don't – there's tons of exercise that you might hate, so don't do it. Mm-hmm. Find something that you like. Fair. Yeah. Yeah, and even if you think you hate running, and then you start running, and then you go to high fit class, and you're like, wow, I kind of like running better. You realize that? <laughs> Something that you thought you hated, you like better. Okay, I thought runner's high was a lie. Okay, I still think runner's <laughs> high is a lie. I've experienced it a little bit, but running is not, like, my, like, number one choice. Yeah. But I've had those moments where I actually am happy when I'm running. That's good. And it took time to get there. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm always happier after I run. That's like, true. Like, wow, I just ran three miles without slowing down to walk. I did awesome. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, you answered one of my other questions. What is your favorite way to get out of a bad mood, so... That and probably listening to Taylor Swift. Oh, yeah, music. I love music. And Taylor Swift is definitely a fave. Yeah. Yeah, one day Tess and I were having a bad day, and we're like, let's listen to Taylor Swift. <laughs> so we did. <laughs> She's great. She's the good one. Okay. Ooh. I like asking this question, because I don't get to ask it too often. Okay. And I think I say that every time I ask it. <laughs> but how would you instruct a child to be happy? Okay, yeah. Um, Since you're going to be, you know, an instructor of children. It's true. No, and it's kind of crazy because I feel like I've been learning in my program that a lot of things that we naturally want to do to teach children are not that great. (laughs) And, like, discipline techniques and, like, teaching strategies, like, kind of what we were surrounded with and what feel natural aren't the best things. (sighs) Okay, so instructing a child to be happy, I think... Kind of what we talked about, like, kind of, like, owning whatever is happening. Because I don't think happiness is, like, ignoring the sadness Mm -hmm. and, like, whatever is making you angry or whatever. Um, But I think happiness requires that you, like, recognize whatever crap is happening as well. Mm -hmm. And so, like... So for me, the circumstances I'll be in with kids a ton, they'll be, like, doing hard assignments in class or Mm -hmm. something, and they might not feel motivated. And I think that um, just, like, recognizing that things are hard, but that they have the capacity to do it is what gets you out of, like, those funks Mm -hmm. that you get in. Yeah. Um, And that you have resources. It's not just, like, you're capable of it on your own. Which sometimes is true, but also you have, like, people resources and, like, information to take advantage of Mm -hmm. to figure things out. So, (laughs) I don't know if that, like, sounds like happiness yet, (laughs) but just, like... The very systematic way of getting to happiness. (laughs) (laughs) Like, just instructing them to be happy, yeah, like, it's okay whatever's going on in your life, but there are things that you can do to overcome and to change situations. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Okay, good. Yeah, <laughs> That's kind of what, what Kind of when me. you were speaking, um, it reminded me of when I was in the fifth grade. I did not like my teacher. He was really <laughs> scary yeah. to me. He was just he was tall, and he was just like very intimidating, and he was my first male teacher that I ever had. 
K through fourth, I had female teachers. Mm-hmm. Loved them. And I just remember that we had a, an assignment, and I just thought it was the hardest assignment that I'll ever face in my entire life. And little did I know I'd be going to BYU and taking anatomy. <laughs> but I'm, like, crying and hyperventilating so much so that, like, I'm eating, like, these chocolate colored fries or whatever, and, like, I throw it up <laughs> because I'm just so upset in that moment. And I wish I could go back to that little fifth grader. And say, one, honey, it's going to get way worse. (laughs) But first, tell her, like, it's okay. Like, you're going to have one of the highest grades in the fifth grade. Like, it's okay. Uh Like, you will survive. And But in the moment, it felt so real. Yeah. And it just was like, this is the worst moment of my life. Yeah. But I was going to go back to what you were saying, and it just left my head. Okay. (laughs) But let's just all pretend that that wrapped up very nicely. (laughs) Like a little present. Well, you know, when I was, like, obviously I like school. I'm going to be a teacher and stay in school forever. But um, in kindergarten, I would come home from school stressed and break out in hives. Oh, no. And then, like, a few years later, one day we were at the dermatologist for my older sister, and my mom was asked the lady to look at the little warts on my knuckles. And she was like, those are stress warts. And I was like, yeah, right. Like, I wasn't stressed in, like, kindergarten. And then, like, it all came back to me. Yeah, I was freaking stressed. (laughs) But, like, and see, that's something I kind of like about, not really, okay. I have journals. I'm a very avid journal keeper. Yeah, she is. And there's very admirable. (laughs) There's periods in my life where I was really freaked out about something, and I wrote a lot about it. And I look back, and I'm like, Tessa. Like, why did you freak out about that? Like, that resolved itself very easily and yeah. quickly. But it's kind of cool to look back and be like, I don't have to worry about whatever I worried about mm-hmm. before. Like, I overcame that. Yeah. And it, it wasn't a big deal. Yeah. It reminds me of this quote. And I've been thinking about this quote lately, but I don't have the exact quote in my head. So it's just very much paraphrased. But it's yeah. like, if there's, like, something that you're worrying about and there's, like, nothing you can do about it, like, why worry about it? Mm-hmm. Because there's nothing you can do. And then if there is something that you're worrying about that you can do about it like it's pointless to worry you might as well just like work on doing that thing yeah and so like how you said like it resolved itself like there was no point in worrying about it because it ended up resolving itself yeah or if like I don't know like you're worried about who you're gonna marry one day like there are two options one you don't know who you're gonna marry so like there's no point in worrying about it or two you can say well I want to marry someone that has X, Y, and Z, and so I myself need to have X, Y, and Z so I can, like, attract this person. Yeah. But, like, either way, worrying is not part of it. Yeah. It's either doing something or forgetting about it. Like, yeah. it's, the answer is never to worry. Okay, that is, like, literally what gave me the courage for the first time I got asked to train on my mission. Uh-huh is I hadn't been out super long, and I was just terrified of getting a new missionary who didn't speak Spanish, and I would be the more experienced Spanish speaker. And I was actually doing okay. I just didn't think so. Mm-hmm. Um, so, one, I remember this song coming on in the car. I think it's called Strong or Stronger, and it's like talking to God. You must think I'm strong to give me what I'm going through, which mm-hmm. I think is true. God knows we're strong enough for the trials he's going to give us and mm-hmm. that we have ways to get over them. But um, I just thought, okay, I might get a fluent companion, so why worry mm-hmm. for the next 24 hours about getting a greenie who doesn't speak any Spanish? And turns out 
she was a native Spanish speaker, and all the other sisters I trained were native Spanish speakers. So, like, that worry, thinking of it that way, I could get past it, and it totally wouldn't have been worth it. Yeah. So that's a cool thing. Yeah. Wow. Life. It's, like, <laughs> really complicated, but pretty great all at the same time. Okay. Just a few more episode or episodes. <laughs> We're just a few more episodes with Tessa. <laughs> Part one. Just kidding. Just a few more questions. Okay. I feel like you and I could probably talk for a whole hour. Yeah. How long has it been? It's been 31 wow. minutes. I know. Wow, it's gone by so fast. Tessa, I should interview all the time. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> it's always so hard to pick which questions. Okay. Um. Yeah, we'll just do like two more. What is the biggest influence of happiness in your life right now? Uh, well, my roommate has a podcast oh about gosh. happiness. <laughs> <laughs> the cutest thing, real quick, though, was one day Tessa was driving home from Salt Lake or something, and she came home, and she's like, Caitlin, I feel like I was just with you. And I hadn't seen her for, like, a day or so. At least a day, yeah. And I was like, why? She's like, because I was listening to your podcast. <laughs> it and I was like, true, yeah. <laughs> my heart melted <laughs> in that moment. But that's been cool to listen, and, like, the people you've talked to have said super interesting things. So, I mean, that's a current thing in my life. Thanks. Um, and I think, I think also is just bringing people into my life who have, or like taking classes or something, mm -hmm. and learning about people who have had different life experiences mm -hmm. that are very different than me, that can teach me something. Mm -hmm. And that still are happy or still find ways to live the gospel or yeah. people who maybe don't have the gospel, but still are doing really awesome things. I think just like having diversity in your life or learning about diverse things just like expands your world and uh, can make you happier. Amen. I love diversity <laughs> I, I in my life. With that. <laughs> I know. I was born a white girl and, and now I live in Utah. <laughs> Very basic, but I try. Okay, and then I guess lastly, oh, do you have any other like pieces of advice or any last things you want to say about happiness as a whole? Yeah, um, so I think it was like the beginning of this semester, so mm -hmm. the beginning of the year, or maybe before that, that you like showed me that you had put my name on your list of people to interview. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but then, so when I was in San Diego in January visiting my mission. My favorite part was going to the battalion and, mm -hmm. and doing the tour. So I served there giving these tours at this historic site, telling the story of the Mormon battalion. And it's a super fun tour because there's videos. We're in costume. We pretend like we go back in 1846 and, like, experience the journey. It's not boring. It's not, yeah. It's exciting. And I saw it, very like, many, many times. <laughs> but I'm watching the tour, and there's all these, like, one-liners, especially at, like, the end of a room before we move on to the next one. And so in the video, it's the part where the battalion has just enlisted because Brigham Young told them that God would protect them and that no one would die as long as they, like, were obedient. Mm -hmm. um, and they didn't want to enlist because the U.S. government, like, hadn't supported them and didn't, yeah, didn't give them what they needed. And so at the end of the, that room, they say, despite the difficult circumstances, we chose to be happy. Mm -hmm. And so I heard that again. They hadn't heard it for a while. And I was like, wrote it down on my phone. I'm like, this is perfect for whenever I talk to Caitlin. <laughs> but I, and that was something we like testified of all the time, mm -hmm. actually. How like, and the Mormon time was just a perfect example of this, but like, our happiness 
does isn't it like a, a result of everything going right? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of happy people are experiencing really difficult circumstances, and those are the people that I think have more powerful influences that I'm around. Yeah, they like I know amazing people who just went through such hard things, and they're the ones who like are the most awesome a lot yeah. of the time. So yeah, I love that line. Yeah, and that is why I wanted to make this podcast the end. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. No, I love that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, lastly, who or what inspires you in life and why? Um, who or what inspires me? Um, a lot of people in my life inspire me. Um, my mom. I love her so much. I think she's great. Um my sisters it's it's I've always loved not being the oldest in my Mm. family because I have sisters who have like done things before me and like have succeeded and like done really well um shout out to Gabby my MTC companion I just think she's incredible hopefully she'll be on the show sometime soon yeah no she'd be an awesome addition um I think she's so awesome, even though I don't see her that much right now. But, um, wait, what's the question who inspires me, right? Yeah, who or what? Yeah. Um, I had a really awesome professor last semester for mm-hmm. my theater class. Mm-hmm. She just bore a super powerful testimony and then, like, taught us awesome things. Um, uh,. I think, like I said, yeah, just, like, when diversifying my life and hearing other people's stories just inspire me, too. I love that. Yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. I feel like we could talk for another half hour, but we won't. (laughs) We will, but just not record it. (laughs) True. (laughs) Okay, well, bye, everyone. Have a good week, and see you later. Thanks for having me. Of course. (laughs) Bye. I hope you all enjoyed this episode with Tessa and that you're able to learn something and get something out of it. I hope that you all just enjoyed this podcast. I don't know. Um, Let me know how you feel about it by subscribing and giving it a rating review and tell your friends about it. And yeah, let's spread the word about choosing happiness. Okay, have a good week, everyone.